0: Welcome to One Day Contract, the Panthers talk show, where each week we're joined by a new personality who we've signed to a one day contract to join the show. One Day Contract is a proud part of the Riot Network powered by Ortho, Carolina. Be sure to check out some of our network names Keep Pound Den, The Roaring Riot Podcast, or It Is What It Is for even more great talk about your favorite team. And follow the Riot Network on Twitter at The Riot Network to stay up to date on all your favorite pods. Subscribe, rate, and love us where you get your podcasts. My name is Nikki Wolf. Alongside of me, as always, Mr. Colin Hoggard, columnist and contributor for The Riot Report and owns more ugly sweaters than good-looking ones.
1: I don't, I don't, think, that's, I don't think that's true. Um, I resent this introduction slightly. Um, no, I, I, I think once they started making ugly sweaters a thing, it was over. Like once, once it was like go to the store or go to the website to buy specifically ugly sweaters, it kind of ruined it for me. Although the reindeer sweaters that the ladies are trotting out these days, you have me intrigued.
2: <laughs> have you Can not you? seen
1: the reindeer? Sw- what? With the hole mm-hmm. in the sweater. And then there's there's Rudolph has a red nose. And then he gets the, the, the googly eyes over the chesticle area. What is anglers. happening? Where are you Google hanging it. out? Uh, whoa. Google it. What? Women's reindeer sweaters. I didn't make <laughs> this up. What adult <laughs> bookstore are you shopping? <laughs> <laughs> a very classy one uh, where... Uh, you can find all the gifts for your your loved ones this <laughs> holiday season. Reindeer sweaters. Was this
0: advertised in the back of one of those weird <laughs> newspapers on, like, the last two pages?
1: Well, because I actually was an early ugly Christmas sweater adopter. I I, I think, like, uh, well, I, I'm going to introduce Joe. Joe, we're a similar age. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't yeah, go jumping out. Ahead. No, I need, I need help here. Okay. I need some help here. You if definitely do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's for sure. You,
1: did you look it up? You didn't look it up. I, I'm scared. It's to I looked up. Etsy. I just want
3: to be clear. Etsy. When I looked up reindeer sweaters, that's what I got. Is I said, that was I that, said, what, is that? I look, said women's reindeer sweater. Oh, okay. All right. That's I'll true. just go ahead and Google that. No, um, no. You keep talking, buddy. That, you got that things there was, to say. There
1: was a time at which the Christmas sweater was worn unironically, and that's what made finding a true gem of an awful sweater fun. But then they're like, "Hey, pick one."
3: Eh,
4: not the same. Yeah, I feel same. like. Bill Cosby needs to fit in here too with in terms of ugly sweaters and awkward yeah. awkwardness. I yeah, mean, exactly.
3: <laughs> Once you bring up Cosby and sweaters yeah. and thi- I mean any time that's that's a good recipe for people listening to more podcasts. He's I probably
0: think. the one that created the sweater that Colin's talking about that we can't <laughs> find. <laughs> <Absolutely> <laughs>
3: it's true. Right. Uh also I feel like they they made like the NFL like ugly sweaters and all they are are just like
1: and they're all the same.
3: They're not Yeah, yeah. exactly. There there is a real opportunity to make like actual ugly sweaters that would be fun instead of just like, hey, this one's blue and black and it's the Panthers' ugly sweater. It's ridiculous. That's It's got snowflakes on it. That's not ugly. Make ugly
0: sweaters great again?
3: No, yeah, absolutely. And Muga. Muga? M- no, I don't think. Muga. Mouska.
0: That That man that just came up with the uh, term Muga is Josh Klein, managing editor for the Riot Report, co host of It Is What It Is. He's been dealing with a little shoulder soreness. Is this correct?
3: Yeah, well, I'm going to be all right on Sunday, I think. The thing is, is that, you know, it's lingering. And it's going to be there forever. And you've got to deal with some would pain. Would you say
0: you're just questionable right now?
3: Uh, I would say I was limited day today. To I took all the reps that were given to me. Holy Toledo. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Look at his. That's not what I was expecting. That's no. <laughs> that did no. not come from an adult bookstore.
3: His sweater is literally hor- legitimately horrifying. I don't know if anybody else can see that. There's, uh, check out the video that'll be available on theriotreport.com. Uh, <laughs> Colin, um,
4: you sold this as perhaps being nudity. I, she's fully clothed, and and thankfully so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh,
1: but I, I started I started with one that was going to be acceptable for the Roaring Riot video. There mm, it, that, thank, it, you.
3: Says, yeah, thank you. Yeah, safe for Puck. Yeah, SF.
0: <laughs> well, once he looked it up on Etsy, I, I kind of <laughs> thought mm, maybe we're talking Look, about something I'm not different.
1: Look, I'm not saying it's not a thing. I'm just saying the fact that there are guys that are now mimicking it That's does weird. suggest that
3: this is actually a thing. Holy catfish. Okay. <laughs> All okay. right. Okay.
0: Holy catfish.
3: I am um, – Ready to end the podcast, I think. I think well, I'm, you have things to do now? I think you, I may, may actually have need to, to well, I
4: haven't been introduced yet. <laughs> you can't end it yet. <laughs>
3: I kind of want to go home and like, maybe lay in the fetal position for a few minutes.
0: I don't know what just Nikki happened. Nikki, introduce. Sh- show me on the doll where the sweater touched you. I'm so uncomfortable. Oh, I can't. Stop pulling a picture. Okay. And I guess we should introduce our guest. <laughs> On the one day contract this week, Joe Person, Panthers beat writer for the Athletic Carolinas, high school basketball aficionado, not in the top 10 most famous William Mary alumni. Don't believe that. And has eaten over one donut today. Can you confirm that?
4: I can neither confirm nor deny, <laughs> as Cam Newton <laughs> Absolutely. said. Absolutely. Runs to uh, the fam. I saw Josh had put in that basketball thing. I had no idea where he got that, but sure, let's yeah, run Yeah, I like it. to put it in there. Absolutely. I, yeah,
3: well, the, the whole William and Mary thing, I looked up William and Mary alumni because I was like, oh, maybe, like, Joe might be in the top. But no, they're
4: really, like – there's like three dead presidents. Yeah, and,
3: yeah. Pa- and Patton Oswald. So I
4: think pretty exciting. I was in school with Patton Oswald. That really? That counts for something. That does. Glenn Close is a little older than I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're so not going to go through the whole <laughs> list. Unless Nikki would like to, of course.
0: Maybe. I assume you're number 11 if you're not in I'll, the top 10. I'll take
4: 11. Mm. I'll take 11. The I old like Brenton Burson. I mean, Thomas Jefferson <laughs> went there. I, mean, I know. How yeah. am I cracking so that, that him, top
1: 10? That puts him in the top 10 living.
4: Ooh,
3: maybe. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I like it. Cheers <laughs> me with your hemp beer.
0: It is a little hempy. All right, so we start the show with Nikki's super important question, which usually has nothing to do with football, but it does.
3: Oh. But we're
0: going to the college world because Josh loves college football so much.
3: And that's totally true.
0: <laughs> the college football playoff, did they get it Right.
3: Oh, don't make me answer this
4: question. Oh, no. Oh. I feel like these are for you guys. I like, I, I like it. I like it. You know, Georgia probably – they had their shot is my is my way I look at it. The quarterfinal game or whatever however you want to call it last weekend, and they played their ass off. Yeah. But that was it. I mean, you know, I, I'm so glad Oklahoma got in over Ohio State. And once Urban Meyer was out, then I was happy. I
1: think I think Georgia probably does – beat the other two more often than not but like you said they had a chance and they've got two losses you're not going to knock out an undefeated uh notre dame team who most people think probably is the fourth in terms of talent anyway so um i think they got it right i think they got it right sorry babe how d-
0: I love it first of all because this is how I feel and I, I was kind of scared that you were going to be really passionate for some reason that Georgia deserved to be. Maybe there.
1: earlier on in my marriage I would have been more passionate about the Georgia Bulldogs uh, <laughs> in the SEC championship but've we've, we've, we've done this a couple times now and it uh, doesn't seem to matter what I do I can end up exactly where they end up.
4: So. You're right. I, I think they absolutely kill Notre Dame, but that's just not how it works the way it's set up. They're not going to keep a 12 and0 Notre Dame team out of it. There's no way. With that school's clout and the NBC contract and the whole thing,
3: I don't understand how you can make a college football playoff without 2017 national f- champion University of Central Florida Golden Knights. <laughs> They're undefeated, although they really chickened out of that Carolina game. So I think they could have that. That was going to be a challenge for them, and they were like, "You know what? Let's not go up to Keenan Memorial, which we can all agree is one of the hardest places in college football to play." For the home team, they call it the Death
1: Swamp. I think
3: <laughs> they, they definitely call it that. <laughs> and uh, oh, they go undefeated without even having to go to Carolina. Come on, that's my whole, th- that's my take. They get uh, to make they rings again,
4: <laughs> and they, but they do need an asterisk. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> they should make rings, hang another banner. They're undefeated again. Is that? Can you just do that? This college football is the worst. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Will it ever go to eight teams? It has sure. to, right?
3: Well, someone has probably
4: to money, yeah. right? I mean, if it's more money, then the NCAA is all for
1: it. Yeah, yeah, I think once the SEC, if if the power shifts again some way, and the SEC isn't the dominant team or the dominant conference, because right now they control the purse strings in a lot of these situations, the Big Ten, obviously there too. But uh, they, as long as they are the best conference year in and year out, and they're making money off their championship game, I I think they're going to be the ones that are objecting because the other the other conferences I don't think would mind giving up their conference championship game nearly as much as the SEC
0: yeah I love Fopalini's one of my favorite Twitter accounts and he said it again this year about it's weird that we've got like five power conferences and the four-team playoff system just somehow doesn't work for that Mm -hmm. but oh well
4: well how do we need to talk about the ACC championship game that happened right over here in in the shadow of this podcast home that And tore up the turf, apparently. Yeah, they needed
3: a completely new field after that game. That's ridiculous.
0: Like it was a Shakira concert?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Hips don't lie. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) I assume you were at the game? Not at all.
4: No. Uh, (laughs) No, not not even a little. (laughs) He was like, no. I I was in Clearwater consuming IPAs, I'm sure. Yeah. Nice. you know what? I don't want to dump on the ACC. I, I kind of think it's cool that we live in a town that hosts the ACC title game and the Belk Bowl and we can all kind of make fun of the Belk Bowl. But but Best you know bowl. what? It's Great
0: it, Twitter account. It,
4: at least you know we got there've something. Been, but they've
1: been there've been good teams that have played in the Belk Bowl. I mean not every year and it depends, but I mean I I watched uh Nick Chubb in you know Georgia play play there at Louisville. I think um had, you know I mean they they've had some of the, those Belk Bowls Sometimes they're, they're clunkers, and I think you know Pitt, you know Pitt Clemson was just felt like a mismatch. Yeah, definitely. And you know that that's the problem with these conference championships is that sometimes you have a Clemson and you right. have somebody else that's not up to that snuff. And wouldn't it be better? Wouldn't the collective be better served if conference championship weekend became the the first round of the the tourney? Well, even so if to they speak. took
0: the first step to fixing the playoff system to for these conference championships, who cares about divisions in the conferences? Take your two best teams from that conference, let them play each other. I don't want to sit plus and division. play 7-4 pit. Yeah. Like, no. But
1: this is where <laughs> – you have to go back uh, because this is the rule that made all this start to happen was when they, they said, you've got to have 12 teams to have a champion. You can't crown a champion. You can't have a champion without 12 teams. And then, of course, they did that, and then they obliterated the rule because they wanted to be able to do what they wanted to do. Um, so that's why you got this bloat. That's why you got this – um, now is the landscape of college football, and I think ultimately it does le- it lead to expansion in the future of the playoff and, okay. and more Power 5 exclusivity probably. Are that's we excited
3: l- about the Mac Brown era? That's the only, That's really like all I care. I'll just keep turning it back towards Carolina football, baby. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's talk about it.
0: Isn't he 67 years old? Yeah,
3: that's redonk. He also tried to hire Greg Robinson, who continues to allow 28 points a game as a defensive coordinator. God, I the, just. This, this is, is why a, I don't
4: like college football. This is a trend, though. I mean, I mean, Herm Edwards at Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a two-person trend, but it <laughs> yeah. feels like a trend. Oh, it no, does. So I'm Nebraska trying, hired I'm
0: Mike Riley before Scott Frost. It was the exact same thing. You can't be looking towards the future, though, if that's the immediate hire you're making with these programs. I, There's I'm just looking no way.
1: to Kansas State and Bill Snyder as, as the great hope,
0: because hmm. he's like 180 the, years old. Yes.
1: And
4: still, still, Happy you <laughs> know, I'm okay with a little short-term fix. I, I I, I, I really am. I mean, you're you're not gonna go hit the home run every time. They have been floundering. If Mac Brown can come in and put a bandaid on it for five years, that, what's I, I don't I don't see the, the 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 fault or the wrong in that. Who's coming to play for Mac Brown though?
3: Who's like, CBS. hey, I gotta come. Hey, I'm a high school sophomore. I'm
4: I'm coming. Well, he loaded up his staff with. Like yeah, at least some young yeah. hip guys. I know Dre Bly's on the staff. I do like Dre Bly. I think you know. I, I mean, put Dre Bly in a living room. I, sure. I, I guess he'll, he'll sell a recruit. Yeah, and uh, a corner for sure. Well, like I would Playing go. time can sell recruits too.
3: Yeah, There's some of that to go around. They can run two quarterback sets. Can we stop talking about this? <laughs> Carolina football is making me very depressed. And also. <laughs> oh, let's talk about the uplifting <laughs> Carolina well, then, team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll go to the. Uh, let's move to the team that's lost four straight. And it hasn't made their coaching change. Exactly. Oh, yeah. so
0: the big question, I think, after Sunday was, will an ax fall? It somewhat fell. Maybe not what people thought was going to happen. Let's talk about these coaching changes. Josh,
3: you want well, to start? Go ahead, Josh. Oh, I. I. Here's the thing is, I never thought that the, the axe was going to fall. I didn't think Ron Rivera was going to get fired midseason. I also didn't think Eric Washington was going to get fired midseason. I thought there was a better chance of Washington than Rivera. Um,
0: That's kind of what I thought yeah. maybe happened.
3: And and he kind of did Exactly. Uh, he got stripped of his powers. He Essentially, I mean, it's never good when the first question on Monday is, is Eric Washington still the defensive coordinator? Had to get asked twice. Right. Like, he he gets his power stripped of him. He's no longer calling the plays. He essentially just goes back to what he was doing because it says he's in charge of the front seven, but I don't think he's doing a whole lot of work with the linebackers. I saw him working with the defensive line
4: all of practice. You're in charge of Julius Pepper. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Teach him some
3: new techniques, where to put his hands, some
4: counters. Over the last four weeks, make of the season. sure he gets uh, off Wednesday uh, five <laughs> minutes into practice. <laughs> yeah,
3: and also Friday is going to be limited as well. So uh, I, I just feel like this is a little bit of a um, uh, I don't want to say like shot across the bow, but we were talking about this before this, the thing started. Kevin or Colin that I was looking at Kevin. Hey, hey Kevin. Kevin. Hey. hey. Kevin. Um, what I, do we look alike. <laughs> it's true. Both uh, handsome. And Thank I you. think that um, – Nice arms. Kevin appreciates
1: that, too. Oh, hello. Let My, me – Mine are covered,
4: so I guess I know who that was to. <laughs> do you want to wanna, do you wanna try on a Christmas sweater? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, I can't follow that kind of stuff <laughs> with my mediocre analysis. I just feel like it's it's one of those things where they had to make a move. They had to do something, right? right. Because this report comes out on Sunday that, shocker, David Tepper's going to be sad if they lose eight straight games and finish the season six and ten, which what kind of an owner is like, oh, hey, I'm cool with that. Like, come on. that's No, I didn't need a CBS explosive report to tell me that, and I didn't need an explosive report to tell me that, he wants to move in his own direction. He's his own owner. He's, he bought the team for a reason. He doesn't want to just stick with the status quo. It's one of the reasons why we're going to see changes at Bank of America Stadium itself, why we're going to see a bubble going over the practice field, why we're going to see Fort Mill turn into Teppertown. It's, it's, this is happening for a reason, and I think, to me, they lose four straight games, and Ron Rivera says, hey, um, boss, boss, look, look, look,
4: look look what I'm doing, man. Like, Hey, I got to get rid of these, this, pfft, these, I'm, this, I'm as fed up as you are. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Tepper. He, and uh, yeah. And, and here's what I'm going to do about it. It ain't going to be me. Yeah. Uh, because of course it never is. But yeah, I mean, this, this move had the feel a little bit of desperation. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, who, <laughs> who knows who, who in uh, other than your listeners and, God bless him. Uh, who, knows, uh, who knows who the hell Jeff Imamura and Brody? Brody. Oh, see? Brady, I don't go. know Whoa. Brady Hoke. I don't know Brady Hoke. I thought you were a college football fan. <laughs> but, no, I mean, here's who I felt bad for, honestly. And, and your listeners will beat me up for this. Eric Washington didn't get much of a break-in time here. No. I mean, he was, he was sort of the sacrificial lamb here. We, we can kind of talk about Brady Hoke. Brady and Imamura all we want. But the guy who this fell on was Eric Washington, and we we talked to him briefly this week, and and I asked him that. I said, you know, Sean McDermott, that that 2011 defense was not like you know hell's bells. They they, they struggled a lot of that season, but it was a different climate. You know, there was not a new owner presiding mm-hmm. over the Carolina Panthers, and so in this case. The axe fell hard on Eric Washington, who's going to, by the way, you know, have some serious work to do to kind of uh, reclaim his career.
1: Oh
3: yeah, I
4: I, I agree with you.
1: I, I I hadn't thought about it that way until you just said it, Joe. And and I really feel like it. I feel like it's unfortunate because I don't think he's responsible. I don't feel like that. I understand what I guess what it seems like Ron Rivera is trying to do here, but he he outed the wrong guys and i don't know how that how do you, how does he recover from that mm-hmm. on on a guy that is reliant so much on relationships and trust and respect and then to go and say well i need a sacrificial lamb cuz i could be next and then to do it to to a, a first year defensive coordinator i
4: that's that that's that feels like now, listen, it's, we need to point out that the defense had not played well. But I don't know how much of that falls on Eric Washington. I mean, we saw we saw Peppers take a huge nosedive in his age 38 season. I mean, nowhere close to what he was playing at last year. Kwan Short has had a big uh, drop-off. Uh, going to the secondary, I mean, right on down the line, Luke Kuechly hasn't had a Luke Kuechly type of year. I mean, he's no. been good, not great. And so – could they turn it around under Ron Rivera? We're probably getting into Nikki's next segment. Yeah, I mean, Ron Rivera knows a hell of a lot about defense. Oh I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't want to discount that. There's just the. You know, we're around the holidays. The human side of me does feel bad for Eric Washington. Well, you mentioned Brody Hake, and I, like you oh. think about
1: that <laughs> defensive line room. That's why He's got fired. Bob, no one get his name. Bobby right. Hike <laughs> Bobby Hake deserves better than what you're giving him. <laughs> Well, he got a lot. If you look at the salaries, he, he got he got four veterans as starters that are all getting paid, that are all in the top twelve salaries yep. of this of this salary cap, and the result of that is the, the coaches above them got fired. Mm-hmm. You you have uh, top three defensive tackle, four three defensive tackle, and Kwan Short I think, and what he gets paid year by year. Mario Addison just got paid. You just paid Don Terry Poe. And those guys haven 't produced, and their coaches paid for it. The, p- the players, in my opinion, got the coaches fired. We could talk about it, some examples on the back end too, where if guys do a little bit here, a little bit there, and all of a sudden these coaches look so much better that 's what 's confusing to me about this is because norm- normally to me, Rivera doesn 't suffer this type of stuff he doesn't he doesn't engage this type of stuff when you know when you, you, People are tweeting him about, "Hey, you need to get rid of Eric." You know, which is seems to be, by the way, that just happened to be the most publicly appeasing thing you could possibly do, given the way so many people have talked about this team. But to me, the problem on this team is the unit that was supposed to be special is the offense, and they have not been. This defense has not been for a month; hasn't been given a break by this offense, and at the end of it. We point to the, the first-year defensive coordinator and say, you're not doing your job? Woo! that's tough. You have the, the highest-paid inside linebacker. You, you, got, you got a guy next to him that just renegotiated his contract, that you celebrated like a hero when he came back from a drug suspension.
3: And the coach is the, the, the blame. Okay. Okay. Not just the coach. One of two secondary coaches. So, the other one's doing – Richard Rogers is doing a great job with the safeties. Yeah, safeties are doing great in in the.
4: Yeah, exactly.
3: The uh, thirty seven year old uh, safety uh, and the four pro. This, is, this Colin, is
1: what's weird to me. That's why I said it's
4: un Rivera like. and, an to, your, and to your point about it being un Rivera like, Ron's never worked for a first year owner before. I mean, this is this is new ground for him, and and I can I, I've heard various people put on Twitter that Ron Rivera is safe regardless of what happens. Yeah, guess what. This is a production-based business, I don't, and Josh said this earlier. No owner is going to sit on his hands idly by and watch the team go in the tank for the last two months of the season. I don't care how nice a guy Ron Rivera is, and he is. Mm-hmm. I don't care how good a relationship he has with David Tepper, which I take, take him on face value when Ron Rivera said that this week. It's about winning. It's a, what, what did David Tepper say in Atlanta in May? First thing I care about is winning. The second ca- thing I care about is winning. What's the third thing I care about? Then he had some reporter chime in, winning! Yeah, and His name is Josh Bond. That, <laughs> that's it. I mean, so, look, I don't – Josh and I were talking about this, and I'll let him, let him chime in. But you and I were talking about this today. I don't think David Tepper came into this thinking, I want to put my stamp on this organization. I'm a first-year owner. I want to fire Marty Herney, fire Ron. I don't think that's how he how he processes it. But they may give him a reason to. Yep. I, I completely agree with you. I mean, that's the
3: thing is you can't – You he walked into this situation and before the season says, I'm happy with the football side of the things, you guys are running a good football operation here. Now, four games into the season, your safety gets hurt, and they go to Tepper and say, hey, we need some help at safety, man. we got to win. Like, we're not going to be able to win. And and they're, and he's like, you know what? Go out and sign Eric Reid. Now, whether he – Whatever he thought about that signing at the time, we don't really know. But we do know that he gave his approval for it, and he said, "Hey, you know what? Whatever we got to do to win, let's go out and win." Sign Eric Reed. I know this is going to be a big deal. I know this is going to be different than we've ever done it here in Carolina. But let's go out and do it. And then you go four and five since you sign Eric Reed. And so it's like, just like you said, he didn't. He doesn't. He didn't come in saying, uh, "We need to make changes. I want to fire somebody." But that that may end up being what happens. And I am sorry to tell you. When you start six and two and you don't make the playoffs, you probably deserve to get fired. Yep, that has not happened much. No, I mean, and and our friend outside of Washington, they yeah. seem to do it every three or four years. <laughs> yeah, it's other true. than them. Our friend Marcel had the had that great stat that uh, however many 184 teams have started six and two in the history of the league, zero have finished six and ten. So I'll tell you this: if the Panthers finish six and ten. Sorry, Ron. History. Yeah, you got all those T-shirts to take with you. Wow.
4: Well, Whoa. that's definitely if this was oh, if we were on wow.
3: WFNZ, that would have been the Twitter like Josh Klein rules says. Hot take. Yeah, take the T-shirts with you when you go, Ron. Uh, why, Don't let the door hit you when the good Lord splits you. <laughs> why is the most
1: consistent part of your game your T-shirt game? Ooh. Oh, we have
4: gone from Christmas snap. sweaters to Ron Rivera T-shirts. <laughs> In less than
3: a half an hour. Ron might be wearing one of those reindeer sweaters. <laughs> if, uh, oh, oh, oh no. my. I don't no, know if I want to see owner. that. We got a new owner. Yeah, it's true. Everything, anything goes down I there. I got, got that image morehead. in my
0: head. Now I can't get it out of my head. So, so thanks, I, uh, guys.
3: Real question. I know, obviously, we'll, we will have other stuff to talk about. But if if Corn Elder gets his head around against Seattle on fourth and three and knocks down that pass, do you think that Jeff Immamora and Brady Hook have a job today?
4: Or if Ron Rivera does not go for two at Detroit. Sure. I mean who knows. Yeah, I think there's still It's a lot a, of I hypotheticals. Think I, of I think ifs. I think the Panthers are what? 8 and 4 in that in that mm-hmm. scenario and yeah, ev, ev, 8 and every, four. everybody's still fat and happy and yeah. has their jobs. We're
3: probably not even talking about Cam's shoulder. It's like Cam, "Oh, I threw four interceptions, like it happens. Division rival on the road. These things happen. Maybe we're talking about the road woes, but we're not really but now, you know, when you lose four straight, all the negative Ron, Ron said it best. He said winning winning hides a lot of deficiencies and losing brings them all out. So when you lose four straight, everybody wants to talk about Cam's shoulder and – the defensive line not making plays, but when you when you barely kick a 63-yard field goal to win, everybody's like, wow, oh, it's all. You know what? It's fine. I now yeah. nah, you may have made some bad decisions, but it's all good.
1: But see, but even then, though, we were like, okay, this is the one where you got away with one, and then they came back the next week and were flat. And then I look at this last month, and was the was the defense to fault for giving up that the final drive to Russell Wilson, or was it the decision to turn the ball over to Russell Wilson with? You know, a minute and a half to go. Right. With when probably you're a down, combination. Well, but when you're down a cornerback, and sure. I mean, I'm just saying, like, and it's Russell it, Wilson. Right. A guy who you have seen, not on TV, you have seen on Sunday do that exact same thing. And what did he do? He picked on a single cornerback to lead his team to victory. And you watched it happen in your house again. Like you didn't remember.
3: So yeah, I, well, I was remember, just gonna let that go. Remember, I remember. You yeah, remember I 2012. Remember. I my so I, I think this is my question. What record do the Carolina Panthers have to end 2018 with for Ron Rivera to not get fired?
0: We have to beat New Orleans once.
3: So seven and nine. No.
0: Like we can't go into a New Orleans game and lose by like be embarrassed on. We can't be embarrassed on national TV on Monday Night Football again. Again. I think
4: Nikki's right. You
1: think it's the national TV? Oh, I mean, I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to like, but yeah, but well, the, I think but that's some things. of
4: it. But I, I think Nikki's right. I mean, this team completely owned the Panthers last year. Are they going to lose five in a row to the Saints? That that ain't good. Yeah. So figure Especially, out a way to be fi- no, go, no. This is your point. I want to hear. Especially,
0: hear. we just saw what happened with that Dallas New Orleans game. New Orleans is a team that is beatable. Like they can be beat. We just watched Dallas do it. It's something that can happen if we go out on a Monday night football game and just get completely. Bl- if we have another Pittsburgh incident, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs>
1: it, would you, w- it, which, what would be worse, <laughs> this, fifth, this fifth straight loss to Cleveland or losing both to.
0: I already think New that else? everyone's counted us out of this Cleveland game, and I hate to sound like that, but I think it's, they already think we're losing that game.
1: Well, when when all of a sudden it feels like you're starting to stack up some excuses during the press conferences uh, leading up to the game, maybe that's why people think that uh, you're you're not going to win.
3: I mean, I personally is, I love it. Did I, I love did it I miss when the
1: memo where Cam's shoulders now. Th- I know I'm not jumping ahead, but well,
0: let's, let's just jump let's into just, it. The thing is, is let's that let's go to Cam's shoulder.
1: I mean, I, like, am I wrong? You you guys are there every day, and it and it's it's like hush 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 hush, and then it's like all of a sudden the light switch, which may or may not. Correlate with playoff contention, seems to, to flip. And then it's like, we're, we're going to talk about this now. Well,
4: in fairness, I do think four interceptions and having to tap out for the Hail Mary did bring it front and center. Now, has, has Cam's shoulder been right all year? No, it hasn't. And, I mean, he had to do the same thing against Baltimore. Taylor Heineke. Come take Jesus, take the wheel. (laughs) Taylor, take the wheel. (laughs) 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 But no, but Josh said this earlier. I mean, losing accentuates and and brings some of this to the forefront. And – but – Cam was particularly bad against Tampa Bay. His balls particularly floated more than I've seen all season. Mm-hmm. So, I, I I get where you're coming from, Colin. I respect that. But I do think that it was heightened this week.
1: It, it certainly was. But I also thought he went downfield more, which the, in the in the past weeks, he hasn't gone downfield. So, we haven't seen the ball flutter. So, now it's like, well, we need to try and push this ball downfield. And so, now it was the week it fluttered. Like, I, I'm not – it just, to me – it feels like this shoulder thing, and I understand you get trade—you know, trade secrets. You don't want to let everybody know that you're quarterbacks. It it just—I don't like the fact that it feels like, okay, we're well, now we're going to start talking about right. it. That that it right. just seems like it's like, hey, well, we're six and two, we're we're and and then it's like, and, and the players, I think, I think the players have started to buy into some of this too like when, when now that's Greg a good point and cam are like hey cool it cool it cool it you know hey we're fine we're fine and now we're not fine it's like oh well you know the, the show, I, I don't know i just it the where it's like they want to control the narrative so much that finally when they acknowledge that they can't because what they've been selling which was the only goal is a super bowl preseason um to now where we are that y- y- makes it a little easier to to, to swallow for them.
3: Yeah, I think that for for me, I, I agree with you, but I do think that Every player is going to play hurt, but the fact that he has basically essentially just – we've just accepted the new normal that he takes Wednesdays off, and when he started doing it halfway through the season, it did. It kind of raised some flags a little bit, and then all of a sudden they still won, they won, uh, they won the next week, and so it was like, well, whatever. I mean, it's, if he takes Wednesdays off, he's also a veteran. I think we talked about that when yep. it happened. And now when he has a, a particularly bad game – you you look back and say, Hey, like have we been ignoring this the whole thing? I, that was my the lead of the story that I wrote this week was basically like this thing has been hap we we called it all off. Like I taps out at halftime and it's like, Oh, whatever, it's cute. Heineke ran it. Remember that play? That was so much fun. He threw it to Olson, they kicked a field goal, they won by fifteen, so everybody's like, eh, who cares? When, he, when he's been floating balls all the time, when he's grimacing after this T.J. Watt hit. Everybody's like, ah, he's Cam Newton. He never gets hurt. He's indestructible. But, I mean, he's still a 29-year-old quarterback. He's still taking more hits than anybody else. And I don't necessarily even think that this shoulder injury is something that is going to keep him out of this Sunday or for the next four weeks. And can they win playoff games with this sort of Cam Newton? Absolutely. But this is not 100% Cam Newton, but the idea that he is needs to be sat down because there is a better option behind him is definitely not there. The, more, the, the curious thing for me and the curious slash interesting slash fairly terrifying thing to me is that Ron Rivera refuses to admit that he – or refuses to confirm that Cam is going to be ready for Sunday. Every time we ask him point blank, he says, Well, I saw that uh, Norv said he was going to be ready because Cam – Said he was going to be ready. And it's like, but do you think he's going to play on Sunday? And he's like, well, we'll see. We'll see. And I think a little bit of that is gamesmanship. And I think obviously Cam's going to play. But when this kind of stuff is happening, it sounds a little bit like excuse building. So when Cam doesn't play his best and, and maybe they do lose in Cleveland, he said, well, you know what? Cam Newton's been hurt all year. I mean, he's been playing with a partially torn rotator cuff since week seven.
4: And the interesting question is, what do they do with Cam if they lose this weekend? Mm-hmm. I mean, Cam's going to want to play regardless. Yep. But at some point, you protect – you know, that's what coaches and trainers are supposed to do, protect players from themselves. It's a it's a little bit trickier, though, when your head coach and everybody in the building is potentially playing for their jobs. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, th- th- that dynamic – dynamic to me is very interesting it's going to be intriguing to watch does david tepper give ron the assurance does he make any sort of public affirmation you know the the dreaded vote of confidence uh and say look cam's hurt it's time to set him down it's not going to affect my evaluation of you I don't know.
1: If if only there was a recent example of a team that had a franchise quarterback that had a shoulder injury that they didn't properly treat and then it ended up costing them a couple seasons. If only there was one, maybe <laughs> there was somebody that people wanted to hear long ago.
3: If only there was a backup quarterback that could possibly come in and – spell Cam Newton over the course of a year while he recovers from shoulder surgery that plays in a similar system.
4: There is. His name's Mark Sanchez. Absolutely. <laughs> Josh Johnson plays for the
3: fleet, but I bet you could get him. Uh, we're not going to turn this into a Colin Kaepernick uh, discussion, but um, it is interesting. A lot of people want to turn it that way. From from For me personally, I've gotten two texts from people like, hey, wha- if uh, he okay. does need to have surgery next year and the injury is similar to luck... Question mark? Question. If period. Period. If period. You're gonna,
1: if you're gonna have a, a year away, okay. So not in the short term sense, because no, 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 not sense. No, it makes zero sense. No, to try no, no, no. And yeah, win, no way. Win Put in
3: Taylor. Yeah. I love him.
1: Um, it's it's also weird, and I'm not trying to bring this up, but uh, you know. It, why if you have a shoulder thing, why are you telling me that you're playing the best or telling the world you're playing the best football of your career? Like That's that that thing. was last week. That, I, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Stop and living it, in the past. No, I can't because it just doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't it still just doesn't make sense to me.
4: Well, understand, Colin, and, and I'm going to out Josh and me and everyone else who goes over in the media room there. Some of these narratives are driven by the questions. Uh, you know, Cam Newton didn't come into the press conference room this week and say, guess what, my shoulder really freaking hurts. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And so and and I know it sounds like excuse-making when when we see the quotes and we see the tweets, but it's not like these guys, uh, you know, are coming in necessarily with an agenda. I did, however, think it was interesting that Ron Rivera was sort of pointing out the fact that each of the last two weeks that they slowed down the uh, NFL's number one rushing offense in the Seahawks, and also the NFL's number one total offense in Tampa Bay. I mean, it was almost like he was starting to build his case mm-hmm. uh, to so, take to to Mr. Tepper. But so because then they, they
1: did so well slowing those down, they fired some coaches. Yes. Instead. So, Look, I get it. On the offensive side, who are you gonna fire? You can't fire. You're not firing Papa Turner, so you can't fire Baby Turner. You know, you what, what move are you gonna make over there? I mean, you can't say Christian McCaffrey. You can't fire Skipper because because Skipper, no. McCaffrey's you know on pace to set records back there. Uh, so I, I I I get it. Wide receiver coach. It.
2: No, Man.
1: I mean maybe cause I, mean, I, mean, I mean that's the equivalent yeah. of Jeff
4: Emery. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean,
1: yeah. So.
3: Lance and Taylor maybe I, – I think Lance comes with a Christian tax to him too. I think Lance <laughs> came because of Christian and they they love each other and whatever. I think that it's – um, I, I think that, that if you are going to look at it on its face, what's performed poorly? Defensive line, secondary. Let's fire the defensive line coach and let's fire the secondary coach. And let's – it's just like – if you're the GM of a Chili's and you get a bad health inspection score and your boss comes down to you and says, what the hell's going on with that health inspection score? And you're like, bro, I don't know, but I fired that assistant kitchen manager that was on duty that day. Because yeah. he was, I mean, he was keeping that kitchen a mess. But the rest of the restaurant is going great. Don't worry about that. We're going to be, with this Chili's is going to be serving triple dippers all day. But uh, that guy had to go. That was the main problem. Now I, n-
4: in- I never want to eat at a Chili's again. Now, Th- thanks. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Josh. Now, in this
3: example, the general manager is not the general manager of the Panthers. Just to be clear, there's a general manager and a, there's he's more of. But like the, he
4: he may be the general manager of a uh, radio sports radio station that shall go unnamed. Perhaps, yeah, absolutely. He's a uh, yeah,
3: the owner and uh, and he dabbles. He does. <laughs> he goes to practice though. He wears those tight pants. All right, let's go. What, what's next on the agenda? Do I we do we talk about Cam's shoulder enough?
0: I, I don't know. Now I'm thinking about bottomless chips and salsa. That's <laughs> a Chili's, right? Let's
3: go to Chili's.
1: All right. right well, I'll finish up the, the Cam's shoulder <laughs> conversation with Joe while you figure out what's next. Sponsored the, by uh, Chili's. The thing, I remember, like the the Detroit game, when Rivera says, Cam, "I saw Cam play his game or whatever." I forget what it was, and Cam had no interest in in running and no interest. And it's like that's that's what I'm talking about when I when I say like. We go from we're not going to talk about it, we're going to give glib answers to now we fast forward a week, we've lost another game and it's like, okay, now we can talk about yeah, it. Yeah. That's get that's it. that was kind of the No stuff doubt that, about it. I get it.
3: Are we are we worried that he's had, that he's about to have his second surgery in the span of three years?
1: I don't know how you look at Andrew Luck over the last two years and, and have and not have doubts about any quarterback getting shoulder work done. I'm not saying that all shoulder works the same, but it's a tricky joint. It's a, it's not, I mean, it's not a need. It's not, it's not, you can't (laughs) just, (laughs) it's, it is. It's a tricky joint. Here's,
4: here's when I was first worried about Cam Newton's shoulder. When Norv Turner came in and and Norv Turner, I I don't care who you talk to around the NFL. He likes play action. He likes, he likes stretching the field. He likes the vertical stretch. Mm -hmm. And then we're in week three. We're in week four. Where's the vertical stretch? Or when they did throw it, it was incomplete. It was underthrown. It was overthrown. He and Torrey Smith had timing issues. It's it, this was a people don't remember. I know you guys do because you're smart. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Cam, Thank New- you, this Joe. was this was Cam Newton. Up beside, in addition yeah. to the running, his arm strength was what Cam Newton was all about. Throwing the field, you know. You know, Chud, God bless him. Aww. He he might not have given the ball to D'Angelo Williams, but he would let Cam chuck it sixty yards downfield, and he wasn't tapping out for Derek Anderson to come in, and it's gone. Well, yeah. you you think
1: back to that first pre- Cam's first preseason, and he wasn't completing passes, and you know, t- and he was only hitting running backs, and there was there was a lot of angst, and oh, is this guy going to be the, the thing? And they played Arizona week one, play action hit Smitty. And everyone, it was like collectively, we're all like, "We're gonna be okay." Four hundred and
3: twenty-two
4: yards later. Yeah, two weeks in a
3: row, right? Yeah, four hundred yards in the first two games. It's it is true though, and we have we have you. I have used this example so many times, but the type of pass that goes off the top of the TV screen, Cam Newton does not throw it. When Drew Brees raises back and goes. Straight off the top, and you're like, "Oh shit!" He's like f- somebody's going to be like, so "There's like somebody that yeah. you was whose name you, you don't do know, know is wide open downfield. Name
1: you will never hear again." Jerry Lee Lewis <laughs> is wide open down <laughs> st- downfield,
3: and and it's like great balls of fire. <laughs> what is happening? And he doesn't do it anymore. And when he did it on this Hail Mary, I mean that was that was. It was sad. Yeah. Like it was he he reared back with everything he had and he threw it forty five yards. And in the, the air. ball came
4: down at the ten yard line. Yep. That was the
1: Willie Mays and the Mets version. Wow. Of of, of watching. And K-M. can surgery
4: he, fix it? I mean, the first one didn't.
1: Well, and and I think and I I mean we we'll never know with these with these injuries and these surgeries. But I I swear once you start tinkering, sometimes I feel like it just it. it it perpetuates. Not, it, you know, I don't know. Well, I'm not, Colin, I'm, I'm remember. I'm completely freestyling and talking out the backside.
4: You remember. No. It, you're not <laughs> a doctor? It's actually. It is absolutely. My pay
1: rate reflects that. It's <laughs> valid,
4: though, because they waited till the end of March uh, in 2017, I guess it was, because they didn't want to do surgery. Cam didn't want to do it. Right. Their doctors didn't. Yeah. I mean, so you're 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 onto something, man. No, it's it's. I think you stumbled into it. <laughs> yeah. But you're onto <laughs> something. <laughs> but, but it's
1: my peanut
0: butter and jelly sandwich now.
4: <laughs>
3: I don't <laughs> get that <laughs> reference. I just I get <laughs> right off her beer. So well, it's it is, yeah. Oh, okay. and jelly. All right, that makes
0: But that was a weird thing to say. But, but thank you for
3: that. <laughs> if only we knew somebody, perhaps a spectacular Charlotte collection of surgeons and doctors Ortho that could Carolina. help Cam Newton <laughs> like an Ortho Carolina that could perhaps, maybe we should bring in a shoulder doctor next week. Oh, sign we them to a one-day contract. On could work on me. Now, I have a question. Is there a shoulder doctor? Is there just a dude that handles just shoulders? Or is it like a... like? Do you like the whole arms or like all the limbs? I would think it would be shoulder, cordy. like
4: joint. Dr. Patrick Connor, I think, did Cam's first surgery. Oh, I think Colby. I think Kobe. <laughs> Are all right. you allowed to say that's that? That's our two. That's our two curses for the day. <laughs> okay. So we're yeah. So that's it. So keep your keep it clean, person. Uh, damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, I, I'm guessing Pat Connor is first man up. Yeah. And then who knows? Uh, and and listen. I thought it was a little bit telling, too, yesterday when – Wednesday, whenever this airs – when Cam Newton said, yeah, I'm a little illiterate when it came to my surgeries. And I, I, I appreciated the candor, but – you know it did make you wonder are you on top of everything and are you on top of the rehab and this and that because that's an important piece of this too sure you just don't get go in get cut up and and, and sewed together and then go about your merry way
3: well so. I think this is one of those things where he he said I did not expect it to last this long and it's uh, it was March right so it's what 20 months later mm-hmm. after surgery he's still feeling the effects that's
0: Rehab is a full-time job. I mean, obviously, I'm not Cam Newton, and I am not a football player, but I broke my shoulder. And
1: oh, here we go again, Joe. No, <laughs> no, I'm jeez. No, I'm sorry, Joe. This
3: is your
0: but it is. You're f- number five. Who the fixed you are Ortho Carolina <laughs> fixed You're in the top
3: me. five <laughs> people who had to listen to Nikki's shoulders story. Collins building a deck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I it's a, a running storyline. No,
0: but I mean,
1: <laughs> Josh rehab sucks.
0: Rehab sucks, and it takes – Forever, and there's on top of the rehab that you have to do there, there's all the rehab you're supposed to be doing in your free time. And I'll tell you right now, I, I don't get paid to do rehab, obviously, but it's a lot of work, yep. and it's very easy to not do everything 100% you're supposed to be doing when you're going through something like that.
3: Nikki, how far do you think you could throw a football right now?
1: <laughs> could you throw it further than Cam? I think is the question that Josh is actually asking.
0: No. Uh-huh.
4: With, right, how much, with how much velocity could you throw that peanut butter and jelly brown ale at <laughs> Josh's head? <laughs> Pretty good. Let me, let me work up to it.
0: We're adding a game to the end now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hope you guys are ready
3: for it. I'm not.
1: not uh, I, ready. I, this is – we thought – the thing is we thought this was going to happen that it, or that this was going this, – this need to shift, this need to change – for Cam was going to need to happen. We have seen it with other quarterbacks. Some guys haven't been able to make that transition. Other guys like Steve McNair were phenomenal at making that transition. And that's – that just
4: may – that may be the new normal. You you know what? At the risk of sounding like I'm blowing smoke up uh, North Turner's butthole, it's pretty phenomenal if Cam is as hurt as we now apparently think he is. It's pretty phenomenal what norv has been able to accomplish to this point with a, a a watered down cam shoulder and he's he may not be going over the top but he's it helps to have number twenty two i get it mm-hmm. but but sort of doing this horizontal stuff which by the way is kind of how some other teams are trending too sure but but you know, again, I don't want to sound like a Norv Turner apologist, but but he's made the most, I think. Uh, I mean, career high, uh, way career high in co- completion percentage. He's a- ahead of his highest passer rating ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're not winning, so none of that really matters. But, but, but can Nor- I, Norv's
3: done good work. Can I put on my conspiracy hat for a second? Always. If you knew that that Cam Newton's shoulder was not 100%, perhaps the deep ball was not going to be that way. Would you be interested in drafting somebody that was able to take the ball on a short pass and matriculate down the field? Would you be interested in in drafting three of those players in the first, second, and first round in consecutive years? That is a conspiracy theory that I just came up with, and it kind of makes sense if you don't think about it too much.
1: No, it does make sense. But it, it, I also wonder, because now that, now that the, the shoulder secret's out, but I wonder how long ago did defensive coordinators this? Like, not, not only is, is before, Cam having,
4: Before we did. Right.
1: So Cam's having to operate in this box. But so is, so is Christian McCaffrey. Right. Like, Christian McCaffrey is operating in a box that should, you know, be getting stretched and is not too.
4: So Norv I, made that point this week. He said, you know, some of the reason we're not going downfield is they're not letting us. Because you know th- 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 everything's just kind of creeping up, but but that would be reason to go test it. Yeah. But no, absolutely. You think you don't think scouts and de coordinators were the first to notice it? You're crazy. I talked to one this week for a story in the Athletic. Sorry, mm, shameless plug. Do it. Uh, but a an anonymous scout said, "Oh my God, it's so obvious. There's something wrong with Cam," and and. You, he is throwing like he's hurt, is, was the quote. So
3: He always had that weird motion, though. Like, I always think of that one. There's a highlight from 15 where he kind of, like, is, like, like leaning backwards and looks like he's throwing it like you and me, and it just goes in between. It was the one, I think it was against Seattle, where there were three guys. He fit into that one? window. Yeah, the Ed Dixon one. Fitted into the window where it's like, how did that ball get through there? And – he never really looked like he went over the top. Like, hey, I got this, bro. It was more like, I gotta get this out of my hands. But that was pre-surgery, and that's also very well, anecdotal. And I think this is where because his his footwork has never been good.
1: What this, this is no. But first this, of all, but, but all of what sudden, he should
3: be doing is working on his footwork instead of buying all them suits. Well, it's like it's like why don't why don't NBA players shoot free throws well? You know, <laughs> practice guys. Just all you gotta do is practice.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can be, everybody can shoot eighty-five percent. Um, that well, I mean, who that, was that? An <laughs> impression? of? I'm that not was, sure. That was, that was probably my dad. if we're being <laughs> honest, that okay. was a little <laughs> stylized. Dad, that's right. probably who that was. Um, that I can I did completely <laughs> was was your dad <laughs> a high school or NBA uh, basketball coach? <laughs> well, don't ask him because uh, <laughs> he he is a doctorate in all sports. <laughs> <laughs>
3: By the way, all I right. just want to point out while we're while we're just yelling random things out. Uh, three weeks ago on this very podcast I predicted that Kelvin Benjamin would be out of off of a roster oh. within a year. And I was fifty weeks ahead of the timeline. <laughs> awesome.
0: I have it written down. I took a screenshot of it. Yep.
3: That's right. November fifteenth.
0: KB out. In one year.
4: I said, do do you want to make a uh, similar Devin Funchess pronouncement here on uh, December 6th? Sure. He will be taking Kelvin Benjamin's spot on the Buffalo (laughs) Bills roster. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever the first day of free agency is. March 16th, 2019. (laughs) That's why you're a pro. Oh That's, my God! Is goodness. that right? I, no, I, don't. I made that right. up. You, you should just go on. Actually, on. Was, I, actually, you know what? I just threw out. I think March sixteenth, and I'm sure he's not a sponsor. Is Brawley's Black and Blue, blue party <laughs> at the at the uh, Visualite, which I've never been to, but Mike Brawley personally invited me last oh, night. Oh wow! So Sounds like
3: we should all go. I'm Ma- in.
4: I like beers. So I uh, I sure as hell hope it's not the first night of free agency. <laughs> <laughs> Come see us.
0: Did I see that? Kansas City worked out, KB?
3: Yeah. I don't think he works out very well. I'm not 100% (laughs) sure.
0: Why do you even bring him in? Uh,
1: Maybe maybe they they pasted into Excel like one line off. You know, they're like (laughs) – like we're looking for a fast guy, and they're like oh, this Kelvin Benjamin. I haven't
4: seen him. I bring him in. I think we left out a letter in that fast <laughs> <laughs> wide receiver that's that's why, that's
1: segment. Why Excel was, was shifted. That's, I,
4: hey, what what with the barbecue and the ribs, I that was gonna may say, not be a bad that'd be a bad town for Kelvin. Yeah, not a good marriage. Great, for him. For the he needs economy. to go. He needs to go to like Northern California, mm-hmm. where like people are just <laughs> eating avocados. Yeah, it'd be like the
3: like a Chargers guy, <laughs> like Antonio Gates replacement in Sa- in L.A. Excuse me. Oh my goodness.
0: You can go there and babysit Philip Rivers' kids.
3: I love it. He he seems like he would make a terrible day. Kelvin,
4: we're putting you on the alfalfa sprouts (laughs) diet. (laughs) (laughs) Do they serve that at Chili's? Oh, man. Bottomless. Let's
3: Bottomless sprouts. (laughs) Bottomless Bottomless (laughs)
0: sprouts. So, Uh, we haven't talked about Gano, actually, in at least a couple weeks. We've got to. We have to, right?
3: I just thought it was interesting that he popped up on the injury report today. uh, Within a week of not making kicks and
4: he actually popped up last week, but none of us really bothered to ask about it. He
3: popped up as a what? full participant, which is always weird when they throw yes. those guys on the list because it's like, why do you put them on there? If they're a full participant, cover that their, means cover their ass. Exactly. That means something is wrong with him. He also had, he was icing down, take you inside the locker room. He was icing down his plant leg after that um, Tampa game. I don't know whether there's something wrong with him, but I have a feeling that's why guys, that's why kickers were in working out last Wednesday yep. and not because Graham Gano is thinking about being cut by Ron Rivera. Although, that would have been a good scapegoat move as well.
4: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I don't really have much to add to the Graham Gano discussion. Uh, he made his kicks last week. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it 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 becomes an interesting storyline though. If on Friday he goes out and is limited again, and they have to sign uh, Aguayo or some terrible kicker, Chandler
3: Canizaro, is that his name? Can- yeah,
4: Chandler Canizaro. Yeah,
3: you were close. Who <laughs> missed like six extra points in three weeks? Yeah, good lord. Um, yeah, I, like I just it's just something point? to keep people in mind. I mean. No, like if you're hurt, you're hurt, right? So if you're if you can't kick, and I I don't want him if he's hurt. I don't think he should be the only kicker on the roster going to Cleveland in the snow. And I know it's not going to snow, but I but it's going to snow here. So oh, that's just. A, are you just
1: suggesting you have two active kickers on? Like you're gonna have two active? No, not time? active. Oh. No, no, no. But I'm saying so if you'd it,
4: have to IR know and sign one of these guys they had in last week and. Like I said, I mean, if we get to Friday and they're kind of talking about that, then, yeah, then it (laughs) can you imagine if this losing streak continues uh, because some scrub kicker they sign on Saturday misses a uh, a field goal? Doggy! In the 20 degree. Cleveland
3: weather. That would certainly make for a <laughs> Colin is so sad. Just thinking about that scenario. Uh, or storyline could be scrub kicker wins we game in Cleveland. Kick
2: sixty-four former yard field goal. <laughs> former
3: Cleveland kicker <laughs> Zane Boom. Gonzalez signed. Zane Gonzalez revenge game. I mm, like it. I like now it. Now we're cooking with gas. <laughs> uh, what can,
1: can we talk about the other guy we or the guy we are saying goodbye to?
3: Yeah, let's mis- talk, mis- Mr. Olson.
1: Yeah. We should. Um, you know what would have been. You know what would have been interesting is if they'd have had like a, an, an ace in the hole that they could have brought back after some extended time uh, off to heal an injury and then bring him back when the team needs him. No. Like 2017. I mean, I, I still question. We questioned it at the time the, the rushing him back. I. I mean, for what? For what? I mean, it, if it just like if this team was sitting at six and four and you go. Well, guess what? Well, now we're about to get Greg Olson back. We're going to have some more fl- but Okay. Okay. But instead, you rushed him back, and now he didn't look healthy. He's not the same. He wasn't, he wasn't a downfield threat. He basically was running to the sideline if he was running a route. And this is a top five paid tight end in the league.
4: A tight end that Dave Gettleman did not want to extend, Correct, mm-hmm. by the way. Right. And so we like to dump on Gettleman for some of his draft picks and his hog mollies and all that. Maybe not signing a bunch of uh, older guys. You know, maybe he was on to something. Lo- love Greg Olson, tr- terrific athlete, uh, all that, leader. But uh, and, and they didn't give him a ton of money, but they gave him some, as Colin pointed out.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean,
4: this is – We we talk
1: about in the NFL you want to cut guys a year – too early rather than you too late but this fan base does not want that they they want to hold on to these guys to the end and I think sometimes this is what you end up with I mean yeah. we've seen these seasons before but every time it comes down it's like oh Greg Olson pay the man pay the man Thomas Davis pay the man pay the man Ryan Cleo pay the man pay the-. just whoever with a fans Julius want. Peppers Fans One more want to year. keep rooting for their guys. And Dave Gettleman tried not to do that, and it cost him probably cost him his job. I mean, between TD and Greg Olson, I firmly believe those are the, the, the two biggest reasons why he probably is
3: no longer here. So the real question is, did we see the last game of Greg Olson's career? And the other question that I w- am just a little bit curious about do you think that Greg Olson has a Hall of Fame
4: career? Interesting. The uh, First question depends on what ESPN does with Jason Witten. Mm.
0: Fired, uh, fired, fired. Okay.
4: So that. Uh, Did they fire guys after one season?
3: Does that happen? Oh they yeah. fired Dennis Miller after one season.
4: He may have gotten one and a half. Yeah, but. Did I, you
0: watch that game Monday? For a second, I asked if Jason Witten died because <laughs> of how much they were talking about him. It. it was like a remembrance of him.
4: Yeah, all the crap with uh, with the other tight end, with uh, Zach Ertz. Yeah. yeah that, that, I got my fill of that in the pregame. Well, I don't yes. know if you know the NFC is kind
1: of a big deal. <laughs> uh,
4: you could make a strong case for Greg Olson. He has played uh, for Hall of Fame. He's played kind of – he was part of this era of tight ends. He was not kind of – he wasn't necessarily the, the the, you know, former basketball guy. He wasn't Tony Gonzalez, Jimmy Graham, but – you know, those three seasons were, were pretty stout. And, yeah. and not just those three, but especially those three. Was, you know, I, I, I don't know. He's, do you have his numbers? Was okay. he
3: the only tight end in, in the history of the NFL to have three consecutive 1,000-yard yes. yes. seasons? That, that's what I remembered, but I didn't want to say it. So here's, here's one reason why he probably should come back at least for at least one ceremonial catch. 666 receptions in his career. Oh, oh. That's yeah. – I don't like that. Oh, I mean, boy. it's not – It feels not, like a very Miami It's thing, not though. Halloween. Like, it, yeah. like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he,
1: he suffers, I think, from proximity. The, it's the blessing and the curse of proximity. And Tony Gonzalez and Antonio Gates are so far above him in terms of numbers and things like that that I, I think it becomes very difficult to put him in shortly after them or, you know, period – Especially because Gates is still out there, so you know that's going to be right there. And you can't look at Greg and look at Gates and go, "Look at paper and, and, and say they're the same guy." No. So You're he's right. going to fall short there. And then it becomes he, he may very well become one of those guys that slides, shuffles in down and the, the road, then, yeah. yeah, in the hall of very good.
3: Do they do? I mean, do they do like first ballots and second ballots for the for the NFL, no. or they it, just, just they just kind just, of like that's just yeah. Do you? Uh, so the the other question that we all kind of shuffled around is, do we think that we lost? We saw his final game the final game of his career. I don't think so because, because he's got money. He's got a significant amount of money on the table. He's still paid
1: as a top five tight end. He has He's, he's a 33-year-old tight end with 70% of his contract guaranteed. Um, I, I don't think he's going anywhere yet. I will ask you this, though, but maybe but maybe Monday – you know, like if there's a landing spot that, that this is your shot. You're not going to get this shot in 2021. You're not going to get this shot in 2020. This is it. You, you may he may feel you know drawn to take that. Uh, I I want to ask: Will Greg broadcast a bowl game? Ooh, mm-hmm. is Miami in a bowl game? Yeah. What bowl? The Hark hare Bowl. I I do not know. I just want to know if the Myrtle Gre- I the know, Myrtle Beach, Virginia Slim Bowl that turnover chain bowl. <laughs> Greg Olson broadcasts a bowl game
0: this year. Yes, I do. Absolutely.
3: Very interesting. Maybe okay. in the studio for like the
4: wild card round.
3: Mm. Mm. Oh. If the what? It, uh, yeah, especially if the Panthers are not in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think. Yeah. Uh, also, by the way, Greg Olson is eighth all time in receiving yards among tight ends. That's and pretty good. With seven. Uh,
4: how many uh, of the guys above him are in the hall? I do
3: not have that information about with me because I pulled that random stat from a <laughs> media guide. So he is one behind Jackie. Smith, 96 yards behind Jackie Smith. Is Jackie Smith Smith in the hall? I don't even know who Jackie Smith is. Star of 227?
0: (laughs) That's what I was thinking in my head. No? That's Jack A.
3: Oh, Jack A. Smith. Jack A. 666 uh, receptions, 7,847 yards, and 57 touchdowns over 12 seasons.
4: I don't know. That's. I mean, that's. it's Colin has done more homework on it than I have, for sure. And the the point with Antonio Gates is a great one. I mean, they very well could be stepping out the same year. Yeah. And so that's going to hurt him. Yeah. And I mean, Gonzalez. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Graham's kind of fallen off, hasn't he? I mean, we we used to talk about Jimmy mm-hmm. Graham in that in that same breath of great ones, but he he's really has not uh, endured.
1: Yeah. I don't. Well, I don't. I don't know that he's got the attitude. I, f- I feel like for it. I feel like he he got. It's, man, it hurts a whole lot more when you've
3: gotten a whole lot of money sitting in the bank. Sometimes I yeah, feel like, definitely, and I feel like he was one of those guys. So, do we think that they can beat these Cleveland Browns? Yeah, I, I don't know. For me, how did we get here? I'm such a how po- did we get I'm here? I'm such a positive. I feel like every <laughs> Monday, I'm like, well, they should do in six and ten. Here we go. And then by like Wednesday, I'm like, you know what? Four games left. They're only. I think it's also because I read so much negativity on Twitter and and. Facebook and Reddit and all those places that I'm just like, you know what? Screw what the internet is saying. They're going to win four straight, and because they can do it, like they have. We've seen this team before. Lord knows we've seen Cam Newton come out and throw four interceptions, then the next game look absolutely. You could tell on the first freaking drive where you're just like, oh man, like here's good Cam today. Right. And I, I mean, what do we think about Cleveland? How how much do we think that defensive line? Uh, room has been
1: motivated by uh, by Brody's departure. By Brogdon's <laughs> departure? Brody Hake. <laughs> no, His because if you're Bobby. going to disrupt a a rookie quarterback, which uh, this is this is when – I feel like it, it was a nice time for Rivera to take over, too, because it's like, hey, give <laughs> me the Browns. I, get, I want the <laughs> rookie. Um, You'd pressure him with, with four and be able to drop seven into coverage. It, this is not it's not a hard problem to figure out i mean it is but you know the symptoms here are is they need to get past rush with those front four
4: and will they do it so eric washington it sounds like what you're saying could be more valuable at least this week and may, and and here on out as a defensive line coach there's there's a there's a storyline for him he's that. been great as a
3: defensive line coach you look at what the defensive line has done over the, in eric washington's career and it's almost like you get, he got promoted, and now the defense sucks. And now you drop him back down to defensive line coach, and it's like – I mean, I, he, was, he was right in there he, with
4: him. Like, he fell right back into it. He's back in his wheelhouse. I did a story last year when they signed Brian Cox Jr., and I talked to Brian Cox Sr., and he said, guess what? And, and Brian Cox Sr., besides being a really good NFL linebacker – had been an NFL defensive line coach. Mm -hmm. And he said, I wanted my kid to go play for Eric Washington because I think he's the best defensive line coach in the league, hands down. And so, yeah, I mean, can they kind of recapture that magic in one week? That's a good – it's a great question. I'm with Josh. I mean, every week – I mean, I've had egg on my face now three weeks in a row. I had them losing to Pittsburgh – but I had them beating each of the last three teams. And, you know, and the sucker bet in me is still thinking, oh, they'll beat Cleveland. Turn it around. And I don't know. I'll probably pick them to win. And, and it'll be four weeks in a row that I get yep.
3: egg on my face. Uh, Colin, you have a prediction?
1: <laughs> it's, the, it's the Cleveland freaking Browns. I used it earlier. It's the clean. If this team doesn't go in after on a four-game losing streak. I know they're going on the road. I know they've been – like, what, are, what, is, what does the C on the uniform mean? <laughs> Cleveland. stands for Cleveland. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I just keep going back to this. Like, I don't care if Brady Hoke wasn't good at his job. You have all of these leaders on this team. The players – players make plays. Players get coaches fired. Players save coaches' jobs. Players are what this is all about and got all these leaders, and a team that loves to celebrate leadership more than probably any other, you cannot go lose to the Cleveland Browns. I don't care. I don't care if they have Miles Garrett. I don't care if they have Baker Mayfield. I don't care. You got to have some pride. And and I know it sounds like an old-school football movie, but come on.
3: What, I mean, did they – couldn't you have just substituted all of the things that you just said with Tampa Bay, Jameis Winston, well, Peyton no. Barber. No, because like. I asked you if we were going to get good Jameis because
1: good Jameis scares me. Because mm. I've yeah. seen good Jameis, and Jameis was – well, I mean, it wasn't hard. But Jameis was a better quarterback on Sunday. And and Jameis ran the ball as a quarterback yes, better yeah. on Sunday.
3: Well, he didn't turn the ball over. So, if you don't turn the ball Which, over,
1: you don't lose. Right, but, but that's what Jameis normally does. That's what I was saying. I was worried about good Jameis. We got good Jameis. Good Jameis has beaten this team – before and th- that's what they got. Russell Wilson. They should have beaten him They should have beaten him They should not have given them the ball with ninety seconds left with with one corner, one healthy
4: cornerback. um I I don't think it's the and Detroit and Detroit. I mean, yeah. you will go back and find a player or two in every game. Yeah, but 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 that, that the that's it, but that <laughs> correct and. But that's every team, and just about every week can make so I'm, I'm kind of tired of hearing about that, oh, we're one or two plays away. Oh. So is everybody else. So, so is the four and eight Detroit Lions. I mean, yeah. you know. Right. I don't buy it as an excuse, but I do see it as is
1: critical junctures. And this is the thing. I look at the critical junctures of these games, and more often than not, it's been the offense not delivering. To me, over the course of that 60 minutes, where this this defense for last month has had no leads to play with. They've had no I mean, this is a defense that needs it I and mean, specifically with this pass rush the way it is, they need that cushion. And every chance they had well, they know,
4: had a lead against Seattle. They had, that's a, they one, had a lead against play. Lead,
1: that was their one lead right. and, and, and it was a one and it was a one score lead. And and I don't think this defense is special. I haven't thought we I mean nobody I'm i I didn't even thought this defense was has yeah. been has been special Neither at not. all all year, and that if if there was somebody if this team was going to get to the the heights that they wanted to, it was going to have to be offensive led it was going it, it just with the rules and and with the personnel and it's still and, the and, case and the investment yeah the last
4: month it, it, it's for as much as we talked and, and and dissected cam's shoulder, it's on him i mean it is i mean it I, I don't think we're going to see this defense. Become the ninth, you know, the eighty-six, eighty-five Bears. It, they're not, they haven't had a defensive touchdown all year. The only thing close was Colin Jones on special teams, mm-hmm. falling on a punt. Uh, it's just, you're right. I mean, they're, they're a decent defense. They're not special. It's going to be up to Cam. It's going to be up to McCaffrey, and uh, it ain't up to Greg Olson. I mean, it, 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 the deck's stacked against them at this point. I mean, it really is. But and this
0: it, is when the Panthers, for some reason do the crazy stuff they become the cardiac cats like these are the positions they get in where we have finally lost all hope and i don't want to say all hope is lost i mean look at you kittens and rainbows like every time we talk about it every time these are the situations where all of a sudden something just i don't want to say clicks but something just happens and we we rise it's to the occasion for some reason 2014 it is. Yes. i wrote about that yes. today
4: 2014 i mean you know unfortunately there's you know nobody else is going 3 7 and 1 while the Panthers have i mean it's a little different when you're fighting for a wild card spot but i mean look i mean the, the eagles and the redskins and the vikings they're all flawed i mean they yeah. they're, they're th- there's a reason they're scrapping around trying to get to 9 and 7 and grab the last wild card spot they're they're okay and so could the panthers do it yeah but i mean <laughs> It's like uh, you know, it's like the, all of them, including Captain Munderland, said this week. Got to kind of win the first one. You yeah. know, let's not worry about three or four in a row. We got to win one, and and that's sort of what Colin remembers. That's what fourteen was like. And
1: and I th- I look back at those years, and you said you used to say if they get twenty four points, you got a chance to win. Well, you look at three of the last four weeks with better with with a, with an offensive investment in the skill positions. That now that that number you would think would have risen a little bit, but instead, they, you know, 21, 19, 17 points. And and with the investment on offense that you've made uh, in that draft, you know, particularly in the draft, it's it's not good enough. And and, and part of me is like, hey, it's Cam, it, it's Cam's shoulder, uh, you know, and and I do think a lot of it, it, it absolutely is Cam's shoulder. But I don't know. That's why I, I just keep going back to I think the wrong guys kind of took it on the chin
3: this week. Yeah, uh, I think a month ago this was a team that we looked at as like, well, you know, they have a special offense, and this could, this is the kind of offense that could take them, pat, pat through the playoffs, and they could be now they just, I mean, they're just an average team. Like this is an average team. Yep. It's an average team. They have a good looking. They have a. Uh, they have an a good
4: average team that's gotten old.
3: Yep. Quickly. Exactly. And so, I, I mean. Could could they win four straight go to the playoffs? Absolutely. Could they catch fire at the right time? Absolutely. That that kind of thing happens in the NFL all the time, and I guarantee you, if they win in Cleveland and then they win on Monday night, the storyline on Wednesday is going to be rejuvenated. Cam Newton and his perfectly healthy shoulder. Ron Rivera is the best coach of all time, and Curtis Samuel is ready to win Rookie of the Year. I don't care if he's not even eligible; he deserves <laughs> it. And why is Ian Thomas not getting more targets? <laughs> That's when we're going to be we're going to swing all the way back around to that kind of stuff. Because that's how that's how the league works. It's, I mean, we are again. I've keep using this because it's so crazy to me. Now it's not as crazy, but we're like thirty-two days re- removed from Cam Newton standing at a podium doing a Norv Turner impression, wearing a T-shirt with Norv's face on it, and us writing articles about how much of a genius Norv Turner is. T- and 30 days later, we're talking about how every but clear house, clear, clear the Fire whole deck. We're, we're talking, about. You're clear you're the talking decks. wine.
1: We're ta- you're talking vineyards. People are Photoshopping Cam into vineyards. Yeah. Like, like not that long ago. Uh, it, it, Cam's shoulder could be fine. If they don't get a pass rush, they're not beating Drew Brees. They're not beating him once, let alone twice. You
4: know, I hope – I, and I I'm you guys know I'm not fanboy. It'd be kinda nice if they at Fan least man. if they at least beat Cleveland. And so the Monday night game's interesting. Yes. Because yeah. otherwise it's another week of, of the people I, I don't you know, people aren't as excited. I mean that people aren't reading our our uh stories as much. They're with this podcast uh, being the exception. Of course they're not everybody listening. They're not, everybody they're not listening. At least win in Cleveland, like Colin said, and make the Monday night game relevant. Yep, I completely agree with you. I have no analysis. That's just that's my storyline fanboy take.
0: I agree. That's his story, and he's sticking to it as a fanboy. Game time.
3: Oh. Yay, game time. Do you have some audio the for The question – I do have some audio. The question that I have for you, Joe, and Colin, I think, and Nikki, did you guys hear who Captain Munnerlyn compared Baker Mayfield to? Not. Okay. I did Not okay, you did. did. I'll exempt myself. Sorry, right. should we play? Should we play player speak? So, Joe, you're new to the podcast. We play a little game called Player Speak in which we um, we ask some questions. As you know, players have keywords that they use matchup, nightmares, problems at the end of the day. Yeah, at the end of the day, they use a lot of Missed cliches. Yeah, um, well, no, that's not player. Missed opportunities, <laughs> we could just use, We could do a whole podcast about that. Is there one out there like that? Um, and you could do uh, – so one of the things that we'll do is we have Captain Munderland comparing um, uh, Baker Mayfield to a specific quarterback, and I'll let you and Colin guess, and then we'll play some audio. We'll let the fans guess along out at of home.
1: Just like, out of all the just quarterbacks you know, or is this a multiple choice –
3: yeah, th- it's a quarterback. So I'm. There is Hawaii no multiple Tittle? choice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that was he was wearing. Bernie Kosar. I think he was wearing the reindeer sweater. Um, <laughs> Not really. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and then uh, and then the other one we have uh, Luke Keekley who called a certain um, section of the Browns a problem, which uh, oh. we're going to find out which which uh, which position group on the Browns is a problem for Luke
4: right. Keekley. First is, let's go with Josh has no
1: help here, Joe. Okay, you you know the answer. <laughs> Can you give us a ballpark to operate in here? <laughs> I don't know. I don't
4: know the <laughs> problem on. I missed that part of
3: it. Yeah, well, he oh. says it all the time. So, okay. uh Captain Captain Munnerling compared Baker Mayfield to a quarterback and he is in the NFL currently and who and do you think that he, he is
4: quarterbacking a playoff bound team?
3: Oh, see, now you just made it worse. It made it so much easier for them. Really? Yeah, it's Eli Manning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Before you said NFL, I was going to say Kyler Murray, but <laughs>
4: no, he's quarterbacking a playoff bound team. Hmm. Mm. A playoff. He's really not anyone that that uh, I don't think I would compare to. No, Baker Mayfield. no way. That, which, and is also why, which is why Josh brought this up. I'm sure. Yeah. So it's not Aaron Rodgers. <coughs>
3: no, it's nope. not. Also, Ron Rivera laughed when I said when I suggested it to Ron Rivera that that was that, that was who Captain and can compared him to. Dak Prescott, mm. Ew. not bad. That's actually, a, uh, it's an okay comparison, I guess.
0: You just think Dallas they both is seem a, a little bit overrated team.
3: because of the team that Except they play reality. for.
1: Except reality, <laughs> the Cowboys are going to the playoffs and Panthers are not.
3: Yep. Who do you got, Nikki? Goff? Okay. Ooh. Interesting. Let's hear Captain Munderland thinks Baker Mayfield plays like. Oh, man. <laughs> Phillip
0: is a little bit. You no know, Rivers.
1: He'll, nice. he'll talk. <laughs> uh, I'll never forget you know, playing against him. He's going to talk. He's uh,
2: going to let you know, you know when he makes plays and do things like that. He's a great guy. You know, great guy on and off
3: the field. So, apparently, the comparison is that they're both great guys, not that and they play well together so. yeah, and no, no, they no. both talk. I thought talk. the banter part. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I see that as a banter thing.
3: Also, we are not – I don't know. what What's Baker Mayfield's uh, parental situation? Do we know? <laughs> Does he <laughs> I'm have guessing, 400 I, kids? I'm guessing
4: it's, it's less than – It's, it's so. probably growing by the minute. What I loved about that is that Ron Rivera, as Ron Rivera is one to do – compared Baker Mayfield to a bear from 40 years <laughs> yeah, ago. Exactly. as <laughs> more like a Jim
3: McMahon. Oh, okay. All right. Of course it was, Ron. They both wear headbands, <laughs> I guess. Uh, so uh, this one's going to be multiple choice. Luke Keekley referred to a position group um, of the Cleveland Browns as a problem for the defense. Okay. And the your four choices are the offensive line, Baker Mayfield himself the tight ends and the wide receivers.
0: It's not the tight ends, I'll tell you all of you right now.
3: You don't you're not a big David Njoku guy?
0: I have him in Gal, fa- I guess I, have, I should say. I have him in fantasy, so Oh, yeah, that's know. fair.
3: Against the Panthers though, might be a good play. You did not say running backs. I did not.
1: Interesting.
0: I go wide receivers. Mm. I love Jarvis Landry.
3: Mm, that's fair.
0: Although he hasn't really done anything, so I'll I'm probably line. wrong.
4: I'll go with the line. All right. Bless him then. Joe? I'll take whoever's left. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody wasn't paying attention when week. I gave out the list. <laughs> Browns week.
3: Here we go. Let's see what Luke Keekley had to say.
1: I think they run the ball extremely well. I think Nick, Chubb, Nick Chubb's done a tremendous job. I think Chubb? they're really good up front. Um, they're big. They're strong. They're physical. Um they take a lot of pride in running the ball. And, you know, obviously with Thomas being a, a big Georgia fan, we always heard about Nick Chubb. Thomas showed me a picture of him um, a couple years ago when he was coming out of high school and he told me, look at this guy that Georgia's got. And, and it's kind of funny that it's, you know, it's now, now we get a chance to play him. So he does a great job. Um, they got some guys on the edge that can
3: give you problems. So, you know, we got our work cut out for us this week.
4: Guys on the edge.
3: That's a great question. Who are the guys on the edge? I assume wide receivers, but is it tight ends? Aww. Are those the guys on the edge?: think I think, no. Ni- think Nicky, uh, right. you're the winner. Congratulations Thank to you, you <laughs> and I'm to like, all of like our, to our see listeners my at home. Team? Usually, we like to <laughs> play Luke's Stud of the week, but I feel like the word <laughs> might be no out. Stud? I think he may have heard that we record him and then because he, call- he calls everybody a stud, and then for the past five weeks since we started playing. Nope. No, no studs. studs. We've given some one day contracts to double agents. And I keep and happen. I keep throwing them I keep throwing out like softball questions like Luke, Luke, uh what do, you, what do you think about David Njoku? And he's like, well, I mean, David Njoku's is really good. Like, and then I'm like, oh, cool. What about Nick Chubb? Like, I just keep feeding him guys to say stud. He, he actually do gave it.
4: you a good story about Nick Chubb. You just wanted the stud. Exactly. Muffin. I was yeah. not interested. Okay, I remember the fo- – I, I guarantee I know the photo that
1: he showed him. It was Nick Chubb at a track meet. Holy Toledo. Is, is a high school track meet, and I, I guarantee you that's what that's what Didi showed him. Yeah, I mean
3: that's a,
4: you know. <laughs> that's a
1: ridiculous photo. Yeah. Now
4: that's better than your Christmas sweater photo. <laughs> there <laughs> you go. You, well, you have see, redeemed yourself. We had yourself. half
1: we had half exposed women. Joe had a problem with. It. We now have half exposed men. Joe yeah, likes
0: it more. That's true. It's, can we uh, welcoming place? Can we run Cam to K one real quick? I feel like we need to update playoff chances.
3: Oh yeah, that's oh. fair. Oh, let's see Tell this. Joe <laughs> tell Joe what Cam to K one. So is. we do
0: Cam to K one, one to ninety nine pick your player, Panthers playoff chances. So last week I was Beeson and I decided I was going to subtract Stewart. So that leaves us with a Bradbury, but we might be at a person.
3: Oh my, Ooh. that's low. Wow. But I'm going to go
0: back to Bradbury and, and stick with my minus a Stewart and I'll go Bradbury.
3: Josh, remind
1: us, where, where were you a week ago? I don't remember. Hmm. I think really but, uh, <laughs> Greg Olson.
3: No, I was not at a Greg Olson. I was at a – um. I was at Ian Thomas, it but I was, I was, I was very, I was very, I was very convinced they were going to beat Tampa Bay, but uh, that obviously didn't happen. So obviously my, uh, my, my thought process has gone down. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to be at a Demetrius Cox level. That's a Demetrius thirty-six. Cox, no that's a thirty-six. On the yeah, mm. I like to go old school, really, because I like to challenge Colin Me, on the numbers. You like <laughs> to
4: take it all the way back to last year. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> old school, to matrix. I've been here for years. His claim <laughs> to fame, by the way, is he w- went to the same high school as uh, he went to Aliquippa. Oh. So what high? Who else went to Aliquippa? Isn't
1: that isn't that oh, where the okay. Kennedys are from?
4: Terrell Pryor. Mm. Oh. that's Aliquippa, Pennsylvania, oh. not uh <laughs> Massachusetts. I think You that, were close. I think
3: he was the defensive line coach before he got <laughs> fired. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nikki, where are you?
4: Number-wise. I'm, I'm sticking, oh, with, I'm sticking with my Bradbury. Bradbury. Okay. I'm sticking with Bradbury. That takes us to Colin. Um, well, Joe's last, the new host. <laughs> I love it. Last week I was
1: Welcome. at a, a Brad Hoover. Uh, I'm not going old school. Um, I'm going with C.J. Anderson's 20.
3: Wow. Seems appropriate. Is okay. that what he's wearing in Oakland? Mm. Did you see that he tweeted out right before this show started? He tweeted out, uh, "Well, they are zero and four without me." Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh well, dear, so oh dear, if a, guy wants indeed. To stream,
1: if a guy wants to stream online, you know, all week, whatever. Hey, so. by the way,
3: great guy. I would encourage you to check out his appearance on It Is What It Is right <laughs> here on The Riot Network <laughs> if you're interested in some great <laughs> Panther talk from a guy who's Panther no longer Bridges. on the roster. <laughs> Next week, we'll be hosting Taylor Heineke, <laughs> Hail Mary, thrower to the stars.
4: <laughs> all right, Joe. Joe? So you guys are in the 20s. You're in the 30-ish. 30 Yeah, 36. Uh, so, I, yeah, I can't be fanboy and go Richie Brockle. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Lorenzo Doss. Mm, that's a good number. I'm, I'm kind of in between you guys. He, Lorenzo is 31 in your program. He's number one in your heart. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. I've, 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 the he, Doss father, I call him. Lorenzo das. Doss has been activated, and so I'm going Dossy.
3: Fun fact about Lorenzo Doss, we, uh, we did this series called Update Your iPod where we were asking the players, like, which some of their favorite songs to listen to before games to get excited for. We asked Lorenzo, and he legitimately talked for, I don't know, Kevin, how long was it? Like four minutes? Just, like, he, like, picked up his phone, and he was like, <laughs> yeah, like this one, and then this song, and this. And it's like, dude, <laughs> we just wanted, like, just say one, one Beak Mill song, and we're ready to go. Like, he took us on, took us on a journey.
0: Um, and just to let everyone know, uh, Bobby Rosinski updated. He said Trey Turner last week, and he would like to subtract a David Mayo from that.
3: Okay. Ooh. Oh, mama. Ooh, he's, oh, in, the, he's
1: in the Vinny te- territory with he, that. Wow. He did
0: some aggressive <laughs> some aggressive uh, subtracting wow. there. That's. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, where can everyone find you on the interwebs and whatnot?
4: I'm so glad you asked me, Nikki. Uh, <laughs> the athletic. Dot com. What's that, Joe? I feel like yeah. I'm not familiar with that. I mean, I can tell you why I left and went to The Athletic. No, I already, <laughs> re- I already wrote that column. Uh, athletic.com. You can maybe even backslash Carolina or at Twitter at Joseph Person. So what's what's different for you uh, as, from writing for The Observer versus writing for The Athletic? It's a great question. Thank you. Uh, when something happens that's only marginally interesting to me i can tweet it and just ignore it other than a tweet and uh kind of keep working on things that do interest me and i think are a little bit more impactful to panther fans and readers um I did enjoy your piece on uh,
3: Brendan Mann going to IR today and uh, being replaced by Taylor Hearn. That was he a got tweet. a solid 1,400 words out of it, and it was pretty good. <laughs> That's why I paid the subscription See. <laughs> fee.
4: See how he does. <laughs> See how he does. Uh, yeah, it's been fun. It's, it's, first of all, there's not many jobs that you just can leave and start a new job and keep showing up at the same place every day. So that was cool. I didn't have to uproot my teenage daughters, uh, and my wife, and sell a house. And so we're we're happy. Happy happy wife happy life. And, and one that's one right. Good that's IPA Bible right tri- there. What what's what's
1: one good IPA you've tried recently?
4: Oh wow! Oh my gosh! You got to put Just me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well. Why when I, I was didn't at the Joe in a while, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <just> catching up.
4: <laughs> well, i have been at This isn't an IPA, so it's a bit of a cop I, w- I, was,
1: I You don't have to. You don't have to limit yourself. I, I, was, I am, apologize for that poor question.
4: I am among the masses that uh, really gets all geeked up for Cold Mountain every year. The, oh yeah. The holiday ale that uh, that Highlands puts out.
2: It's good stuff. But
4: I will say that I kind of like the Cold Mountain Stout better than the cold mountain ale. Ooh, hot but take, but you can't take the stout home. So I took I have a 12-pack of cold mountain ale. How about you? <laughs> Now
3: we're we're on on a different
4: podcast. Now we're on the CLT (laughs) beer podcast. Oh, I just – I I have
3: something? i I got to sign.
0: (laughs) He's got (laughs) to sign a contract.
3: (laughs) No, I feel – Trying to
1: squeeze every nickel out of him.
3: If I (laughs) could just say for a second that I I personally am a subscriber to The Athletic and I think the stuff that you're doing is great. And the idea that people – that I see sometimes on the internet that people are like, well, I'm not going to pay for good journalism is absolutely ridiculous. For the price and what you get – I think it's totally worth it. And I know that you're technically one of our
4: competitors, but I think it's not. Thank you, brother. That means a lot coming from you. We're all family, right? Absolutely. And Rod Boone thanks you. Absolutely. Josh is a big fan of our Hornets.
3: Right, I do like the Hornets coverage. It's good stuff. He's a Hornets insider from what I understand. Awesome. So thank you. Yeah.
0: Very nice. Boys, where can they find you on the
3: internets?
1: At the same time. One, two, three. Etsy.com <laughs> Etsy. <dot> buying
3: <laughs> reindeer <laughs> sweaters. Oh, no, not what you were going to say? Sorry. Uh, at Colin CLT and uh, in your, your Etsy comments, apparently. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm at Josh Klein Rules at Twitter and Instagram. And this weekend, Saturday, 12-8, should go to Lenny Boy Brewing Company for a CLT Santa Speedo run powered by our friends at Ortho Carolina. Look. Yeah, you can r- you can run a one-mile fun run slash jog slash walk. It's not a race. They want to make that very clear. Long light rail in your best festive undergarment outfit. You could probably just stand outside and watch people run by in their undergarments. And I believe the weather is going to be frightful this weekend. So <laughs> I think they I think we can all agree with that. I can't wait to see all the guys. It technically, it counts as a onesie. <laughs>
0: oh, Lord.
3: Is that Lord, the – what? <laughs> a onesie. As, uh Yeah, I don't really understand.
0: Okay,
1: well. Okay. What, the okay. concept of a onesie? Like, <laughs> no. I don't think so. no, I don't really
4: understand, and uh, never mind.
0: Never mind. We're off the rails. at yep. the end. Joe Person, your one-day contract is up. Thanks for being on the show.
4: Thank you all. Yeah. Happy holidays. This uh, is a song that uh, – there's a lot of Christmas songs out there, and uh, not too many Hanukkah songs. So, uh, Wrote a, wrote a song for all those nice little Jewish kids who don't get to hear any Hanukkah songs. Here we go. Here comes Hanukkah. So much Hanukkah.